How's your water sack? Oh, we're getting straight into that? I would generally agree, but how? How are you skipping over these five follow-up items that we have? Aren't we burning to discuss the follow-up? Oh man, I'm so glad we're not record we we're not recording this like 24 hours before we are. Why not? I was hoping I was actually thinking about moving it up t- to yesterday when you were unhappy. That wouldn't have been a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Tell us about your watch. It's big. Like it feels <laughs> big. I don't know. Okay, so I think we should probably discuss what was ordered. All right. So I only got a new watch. Uh 44 millimeter um series four so the 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 big the mammoth one um Mm -hmm. i know there was a lot of back and forth in i we had a a few discussions about which one i should order um like color wise yes ends up going with the silver one uh with a white sport band i'm I'm currently wearing it with the blue sport band from last year um Mm -hmm. which i think looks really good yeah i agree it looks really nice yeah um so anyway, the watch is big. So you both got watches, did you? Yes. Yeah. So cool. uh, what did you get, Monica? Okay. So I uh, I got a watch. I got the forty millimeter. Uh, Good choice. I, I always have a. I always accidentally say say forty inches. So <laughs> I try to be very cautious to say. No, millimeter. that's the iPhone XS Max. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I got a 40 millimeter watch. Um, I didn't end up getting the gold one, although I tested it on today and it's really nice. No. But no. Yeah, I saw it in stores yesterday. It was really good. It's so nice. Uh. Oh, it's, it's really nice. But, the, okay, I had, I had some reasons behind it. I can get into it in, in more detail. Um, but yeah, I got the sports one, um, silver with, um, the white sports band and i used to have the white sports band i do think it fits me quite well at least in this during the summer so summer is over now so we'll see how that goes um but yeah overall i really like it um it's bigger but it also feels flatter somehow when i look at it it's almost i don't know i don't know if it's because the screen is bigger but somehow the middle part feels flatter it almost feels like it's curved inwards like. oh so but so you're experiencing the i came from a series zero one or two thing uh i had this last yeah. year yeah yeah so mm, maybe that's why the watch yeah. slightly changed the screen slightly changed shape i can't really describe it but there's definitely a difference there um yeah it feels like there's more depth in the middle or something i don't know what it is yeah it's it's an interesting change how to describe yeah so my order uh was the 44 um gps only um with the seashell uh sports loop um that's for the watch and then a silver and a space gray iphone 10s 256 uh but i only picked up the space gray i couldn't decide for a long time but then decided to go with space gray that's a good choice yeah i I saw it in store yesterday it's nice yeah, uh, it's in the show notes. I'm not actually using my watch because uh, as so often with my release day pickups, um, there was a problem with my watch and I'm currently waiting for the Apple Store to get replacement stock. But we can talk about that later. I still have some first impressions, so we can still talk about that. That doesn't sound good. Why don't we talk about it now? 
Um, it, it is not super exciting. It's kind of boring. Um, so I unpacked a watch and I was already surprised because uh, my box was kind of looking dented on the corner. So I was wondering what, what was happening there. So not the greatest first impression. And then I unpacked it. Everything seemed fine. Put it on my wrist. And the um, it appears that the both the crown and the side button are misaligned. So the um, the side button is kind of tilted, so it sticks out on top and then goes into the case in the bottom. So it's kind of weird to push when you... I don't know how it is on yours, but on Marlin's, the side button is super smooth uh, across the case. Yeah. On mine, it, it kind of, I don't know, uh, almost scratches my finger when I go over it because on one side it sticks out, out and the other, I kind of feel how the... The, uh, the case is further out because the button kind of slopes inwards. So that's annoying. Um, and the crown is uh, almost stuck. Uh, so it's quite difficult to, ter- uh, to turn with one finger. So I kind of had to use two fingers to, to get it to turn. Um, so I went back to the Apple store and I said they, w- they were out of that model. They were, in fact, out of all the 44, including their, their buffer fo- um buffer watches they usually keep for for those kind of doa uh replacements so um i will probably do the store manager will give me a call either during the weekend or on monday when they get new deliveries and um they promised me that the very first one that comes in is uh she'll reserve for me but at the moment she said i should just if i if i want to i can just wear it the way it is um because it's still kind of works it's just not a great experience to use it um but yeah that was my 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 pickup experience with a watch that's a shame yeah yeah it's all right i mean i'll I'll get a new one it's just a bit annoying to have that as your your first experience with a thing also me going there in the morning picking up a watch going home realizing that it's it's um kind of kind of not in a great shape going back then it being out going home and now waiting for calls it's, it's not not really the experience you want for if you just spend a few hundred dollars but at least you feel those activity rings right <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i i every time i unpaired and repaired my watch because i was afraid i would i would lose my moving streak if i'm not mm. doing all those watch replacement uh trips with the watch on so i've been through pairing and unpairing my watch i think three or four times today already jay i uh yeah. i filled my rings yesterday by just going back and forth to the store. So I had a pickup schedule for <laughs> after class and I got to I got to uni slightly earlier. Like not not intentionally, it just the bus worked out that it got into the city early. Um so mm-hmm. I tried to go before class and then there was too much of a line. So I went back and then I had a break between classes. So I tried to go then and they're like, oh, because you're early, we're gonna have to put you in this other line where there's actually a wait, but there was one other person in that line and five other people in the other line. So I didn't really see what the weight was, but they were saying 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah, and then I went back to class and then back to the store and that was a whole thing. But, yeah, filled up, filled up the rings in the, in the meantime. So, that was good. Mm. For us, there was, there was almost no weight. Um, in the Vancouver store uh, in downtown, they had two lines, one for people that I guess were dropping. And the other one was for people with reservations. And I think we were getting in within a minute. Yeah, and nice. they were like... Probably two people who wanted to just 
get by them on the spot who were waiting, but that's it. I think it was a few more. I think it was five or six, but yeah, it was it, wasn't it was like a big two line. groups of people. I think. Um, but then when I went there the second time to get it uh, replaced, I think that was around four o'clock. Yeah, four and then it was crazy busy. There were probably 30, 40 people. Yeah. Uh, the entire store was full of people. So it's and I, the, yeah, the store that we're at as well is like it's really slim and like deep it's a very strange layout so it's, it's like kind of like the the older style uh mall stores yeah so before the redesign before they kind of went more open more spacious it, it's okay. kind of like still yeah, the old yeah. aluminum yeah style yeah so it feels like it felt even more crowded i think because it's like in order to get anywhere everyone sort of had to be like cramped in through this entrance so it's like it felt a lot more hectic mm. in the afternoon but in the morning like it was really fine there were barely any people around yeah it's interesting to see the difference because in in the australian launches mm. it's people usually getting there at eight or nine whenever the store opens yeah well it seems like here people go after work yeah yeah i think in australia it's quite accepted to like i guess work from home like people know that there are certain things that are not open after work so for example if someone has to go to a post office it's fine if they work from home like i think this is quite a typical thing i know it's in australia or like if you get delivery it's like people often work from home and i think it was the same with the apple watch like people were coming in late the days that they had to pick something up from the apple store I don't think they do that here. <laughs> I think people actually go to work in the morning. Because the post office is open seven days a week and they're closing at nine. I know, it's PM. amazing. It's great. They're open when people are not working. Is this a comment on Australians' work ethic? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually appreciate the flexibility because I think it's not that people skip out on work. It's more that they work from home or they work later that day. So I think that's quite good. But it's also more of a necessity. Here it's it's totally fine because... I, I don't think I've ever had anything that closes before six or seven, even like banks are sometimes open till eight or nine and on weekends. Yep. So it's, it's everything is open when, when, when you're done with the work. So there's not much of a necessity, even deliveries there, there are parcel deliveries on Saturdays yeah. and Sundays. You can go to like the dentist at 8 PM. Mm. So it's, I think that's just why, uh, the, the culture and society is kind of, doing behaving differently around those things because it's very common to do the things after work rather than trying to do it in the morning before work or or just coming to work late interesting yeah yeah i know a few people who worked from home to take delivery of shiny new things yesterday so mm. <laughs> but yeah. apart from that um my first impression of the watch was actually quite the opposite of um what you said that you said to speak i actually thought it was feeling smaller than than the uh, my series three because it seems to to me it feels like it sits a lot flatter on my wrist and especially because the um the sensor housing seems to be flat uh flatter it just feels like it it sits nicer and doesn't have this thing that sticks out and then sticks out some more so i actually felt like it's it's rather to me, it felt smaller, but you also switch. You moved from the uh, space gray to silver, right? Yes, and that could have something to do with it. Um, I think this watch is, in general, more noticeable. Um, the space gray is it, it blends in very well with life. I was moving my hand around yesterday, <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, this thing actually kind of sticks out. I don't know. It's like the the space gray. It's like the space gray phone thing. Like, 
it doesn't look like a panda, and it's quite nice. Um, <laughs> and I, I think this could be like a, a thing with this watch, um, that it's sort of just more noticeable in general. But yeah, the the screen is huge. And I know it's what, like 5% wider, the, the extra two millimeters, but it feels way bigger. Um, it's So I think let's get the things I... I wanted to complain about out of the way first because, right. you know, I'm settling in for my grumpy old man of the pod uh, <laughs> section here. Um, I, it, it's big. Like, it feels bigger. Um, I know I know what you mean, Kai, about the thinness and that part is quite nice, actually. It does feel much flatter on the wrist. The the sensors do feel thinner. I don't know if that's anecdotal or not, but the, the body, too, is definitely thinner. Um, it's... The, the screen is awkwardly large. Things look strange, um, but I think this isn't helped by the uh, the rounded corners. So things like buttons that are towards the bottom of the screen are awkwardly cut off. Um, notification, like custom notifications that haven't been updated, look strange. Um, things almost appear too wide. It's like you're getting too much horizontal text there and there's no there's no insets and i think that was okay when the bezels of the watch acted as insets for the content that it was showing but now we don't have that and the the text still goes edge to edge on this thing and it looks odd there's not enough bezel there to make it look okay um then not to mention things that are inset towards the top and the bottom of the screen like uh, like back buttons and things like that, then it just feels like wasted space because mm-hmm. things aren't going edge to edge there, but they are elsewhere and the, the inset's inconsistent. And I think there's some UI work to do here. And, uh, you know, I'm by no stretch, uh, don't have the best eye for design, but there's something that's a little bit off. All right. I, I, I think I see, I, I see what you mean. I mean... It is kind of working with rounded displays is always a problem. You also have that on iPhone X and XS, right? In the bottom and in the top, you now have space. Then technically there are pixels, but it's really hard to get useful things in that. Yeah, and we're going to look back on that tr- this this few years of rounded phone screens and rounded watch screens as pretty bad. And I know that design is always outdated and we always are going to look back on things and go, that was ridiculous. But I think that these rounded corners especially will not age well. Uh, I think rectangular screens can only age poorly to an extent. I mean, it's an efficient use of space. You can't argue with that. Yeah, these rounded corners, I don't know. We might look back and, and say this is an interesting time. I don't know. I mean, if you look at something like the new infograph watch face, and also just a disclaimer, you've you had an uh, additional day of of usage, and probably more than that for me because I've only used mine for about half an hour before boxing it all up and taking it uh, for downtown trips. Um, but the infograph, no matter whether you like it or not, is using those those uh, corners more, and I think there it's not feeling wasteful at all because the, the entire screen is full of stuff um and in general i feel like there there is value to that if you if you like that as an aesthetically pleasing watch face or not that's a different discussion but yep. it is using it is using the screen there yeah 
um, to to provide significant additional information on on the on the screen that it couldn't to the same extent on the on the older screens. Yeah, I was just looking through all the different watch, uh, some of the different watch faces, and I feel like, like I said, it 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 is like the one with all the complication. What what do they call this one? Infograph. Infograph. Mm. Yeah, infograph. So I feel like that one is being like really using the space well, and it also has like the icons and the text in the corners. So I think that uses the space quite well. But what I would think would make sense now is like for the other. I feel like if I select any of the other ones, like the chrono- chronography or um, like some of the other watch faces, it feels like they are still sort of made for a smaller screen. I would love to have like just a basic watch face, like a traditional watch face, which doesn't have any complications and also has the, um, what do you call these? The, the, uh, the like our indicators. Like uh, there are a lot of them that have like that only have the hands, but I would like something. So, for example, the simple only has the hands, but I would like something that's actually stretching all the way across the the interface. I think that would look a bit more classy. Now it feels like it's a lot of white, uh, empty space, and I did also use the infographic one and infograph, infograph <laughs> and I felt like I didn't really need that many complications like the uv index for example i felt like i didn't use so i did take away like the two complications in the bottom and now it looks like it looks very asymmetric like it looks like it's heavier on the top like it's somehow doesn't feel like it's distributed correctly yeah and there's a challenge with that watch face to lay out everything make it look nice, make it look symmetrical. And someone sent me Mm. a screenshot yesterday of their their new watch and the way they laid out the complications. Like, oh, yeah, the trick is to, you know, lay these things out nicely. Sure, I agree. Why do you have the timer in the top right? Are you ever going to use that? Uh, No, it's easier to set them with Siri, was their response. So it's like, at that Mm -hmm. point, you're sort of finding complications to put on the face to make it look half decent and not have empty space. Uh, That could change when third-party apps are updated. Uh, The number of complications that face holds is actually about the number of complications I use, but the thing is I use different complications day and night and have a day and a night face. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but mm. I actually like that because it's sort of context switching. Um, mm-hmm. But I did want to talk... I know, Marlon, you touched on the rounded uh, complications on the existing watch faces. Um, and this is a, a consequence of having a slightly rounded screen. And I've just sent you a screenshot now of one of the faces I use regularly, uh, the utility face. Okay, there's, there's some things here. It feels very, uh, I'm looking at, yeah, it looks very unbalanced. It does. So, the, the so context for listeners, uh, in the top left, I've got a weather, comp- like the weather temperature, it's 23 degrees. Top right, I've got the activity rings. And the bottom, I've got Dexcom, which is the app I'm using for continuous glucose monitoring. Um, and that's a text and like glyph complication as well. So, the let's start with the top of the screen. Uh, you've got the the temperature at an angle, so it's filling the the curvature of the watch screen. So the the twenty three used to be like vertically, like vertical, the text there, but now it's sort of matching the curve of the the watch face, which I think is okay. But then you look at the activity rings; that complication is not curved, and that's an image. And I know that it's circular, so it doesn't have to be curved to fit, but that's horribly inconsistent. But that's not my biggest problem. The biggest problem is the Dexcom one. That arrow is meant to be perfectly flat. 
um, you can see there yeah. it's got 4.2 and then a, an arrow. And because it's curving, it's pointing slightly up. And it kind yeah. of defeats the purpose of this complication. I, ne- I mean, Yeah, because I would think that the arrow is supposed to... It, wouldn't that show if you're... Is, is it showing if your blood sugar is low or high? It's a trend arrow. Right. So is it rising, okay. falling? Is it stable? So it's meant to be perfectly stable right now, being stable yeah. for that now. Yeah, that's sort of... Yeah, you're right. It does defeat the purpose. It, yeah. And it's like... Looking at that at a glance, I think, oh, no, my sugar is slightly rising, but it's not. And it's like, well, do Dexcom come and update that so that it looks flat on this watch face? And I don't even know if you can do those complications custom for which watch. Or do they keep it how it is? And, you know, your mental model of what the arrow means has to adapt. And I don't know, it raises some questions. I don't really have a point by pointing that out. It's more just, I think this, this watch... Uh, this watch screen this does require some serious rethinking around how faces and complications and buttons and everything is laid out. Especially with things that are relatively short, like the temperature, like a yeah. Dexcom 4.2 and an arrow. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is you don't necessarily see that it actually follows the curvature of the of the um of the watch face, right? It kind of just looks like they everything is kind of placed in awkward angles yep. all over the watch. Yeah, especially considering that the Dexcom one is uh, where the like six hour is, so it's sort of at a straight point. It doesn't need to be at an angle. Yeah, it looks like because the four point one, uh, like it says four point one, and then it's the arrow, and four point one looks perfectly straight because mm-hmm. it's so short. So it, it does look a bit. Yeah. And especially if you look at the infograph, you can see where how it makes sense, right? They like the weather one and the um UV index, they're all kind of uh having this this stri- stripe of color, which is very clearly um following the outline of, of the uh dial. Yes. And yes. I think that, that makes sense. That seems to look nice and align with everything. Well well, if you have, I don't know, twenty-three degrees or two degrees it it just looks like it's crooked shoved in a corner rather than than falling other lines yeah yeah and i think that's i think it's it's okay like we'll get there there will be new software next year that hopefully addresses these things but i just don't know how well thought out it was at this point yeah. uh but i, I and yeah, i get and that I, maybe the dexcom yeah. one is an edge case like showing an arrow that is meant to be perfectly straight probably is an edge case but i think it's it is important to somebody who needs that complication for it to show the information properly. Yeah, and uh, do you, do you know if that um, if the complication with the arrow does that have is the arrow an image like an image asset or do you, what is that? I imagine it would be. So I think it's like you can give it text and a, a small image to show. Okay. I guess they could sort of hack it by making adding an image asset that's slightly tilted. There are also text assets which are like so te- like um what's it is it the Unicode things where you can have mm-hmm. arrow in uh UTF eight or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. might be that. It could be that. Um yeah. But it's it's difficult, right? Because you don't know where your complication is. So the error would have to be adjusted depending on where you place it. And as a developer you wouldn't know whether your your complication is placed on the top left or on the bottom or on the top right. 
Yeah. So any yep. kind of adjustment you're trying to do is is then you would have to have it for the specific location. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I do think uh, this is probably something that will be more thought through, and I think um, it's a good step that they have this big screen. And I think now when it's out, um, there will be more things to like, hopefully put for developers to play around with and sort of experiment and make it a bit more suited for this type of UI. Um, I think um, it's it's quite quite different from like usually um, when Apple releases like a new size of a device. I feel like it's quite clear during WWDC that something will happen. For example, um, when they started introducing new phone sizes, they uh, started focusing a lot on different size classes um, and having like a flexible UI of your apps. And I think that was sort of an indicator of that there will be more uh, sizes for the phones. But I think for something like the watch app, it felt like uh, something for for like the new watch, it felt like there wasn't much information provided to developers early on. So I think a lot of watch developers had to like scramble as soon as this watch was announced in order to actually make apps. But I'm hoping that like there will be more things for watch apps develop app developers um during WWDC next year and i think hopefully apple will also uh, adjust their um either adjust their watch faces slightly or pr- potentially prov- um, adjust how the complications are implemented and how like how flexible you can be with your complications yeah definitely and there are some cool new new complications anyway like the circular ones for the modular infograph that you know also double on the mm-hmm. um, the modular sorry the infograph regular face i think they're, they're really cool and it's really nice to be able to show some more information and have some more detailed complications uh but i just mm-hmm. i just think this does feel and i know this happens sometimes when screen sizes update but it does feel like there are some questions that need to be answered still in terms of watch design and consistency and things like that um one more thing that i wanted to complain actually i really like this watch but one more thing i wanted to complain about get that out of the way and then i will i will stop complaining and talk about the great things about this watch uh and i want to get your opinions on this as well the uh crown clicking what do they call it the haptic crown what do you think about that feedback on the crown yeah that's the one i actually really like it Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like for me, it feels quite smooth. Um, first, I was thinking like, oh, it's not actually vibrating. Uh, like it's not actually the crown vibrating. It's my. It's the actual watch. But then I asked Kai to basically move the crown while I was wearing the fo- wearing the watch, and I realized it's actually just the crown because if he changes the dial while I'm wearing it, I'm not feeling the haptic. Ah, so it's ca- quite isolated into the... But I think it was just probably just me not being able to sense where it came from when I was have, wearing it and using uh, my right hand to like turn it out. Okay. Um, but now like I actually noticed that it's very specific and it seemed to only be... Um, like The haptic, and haptic uh, feedback seemed to only be in the dial itself. So I think that's quite nice and for me it feels quite smooth so so far i enjoyed it um yeah i mean my my experience with it is even more limited just because uh <laughs> on my watch the crown is uh barely turning so then having those kind of soft haptic feedback on the crown makes it feel more ridiculous because i have to put two fingers worth of effort into turning it and then i get this uh, tiny click um it feels kind of wrong but um because of that, I play with monitors a bit, and there I actually uh, also like it. It's um, 
I I do think it adds adds on 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 for not for all your elements. Sometimes it just feels like unnecessary. But if you're if you're scrolling through, like for example, when when the clicks are kind of close to each other, like when the watch is uh, off and you're spinning the the crown just to turn on the screen a little bit, like something like that, I think feels really good and gives you at least gives me a better understanding of how far in I am without having to look at it. So I might look up, uh, dial it to like four or five uh, clicks, and then I know the watch is bright enough to to glance at it. It isn't. It doesn't vibrate when you do that. It does. Uh, mine doesn't. Mine does. Mine's only on lists. Really? Like if you have it, if the screen is black, like turned off, and then you start dialing upwards, or you scroll it upwards. Oh, that's really subtle. Like, oh no no! You can feel it with your butcher like, fingers. <laughs> it's, the screen comes on before the vibrations start. That's what? Uh, okay, all right, fair enough. Sorry, my bad. That's not. That's not how that's working as intended. Then it's when the screen is off. As soon as um, I start scrolling the crown, scrolling a crown, turning the crown, dialing the crown. Spinning the crown. What do you call that? Uh, so if you do it really slowly. Crowning the crown. Really slowly. I can't feel anything. No, I'm still not getting this. Oh, this is weird. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, that was the example. Uh, that was the example that uh, I played with on Marlin's watch. And there I, I can enjoy that. Um, I feel like the further the clicks are apart, the less natural it feels. I don't know if that's as a, again. I've only played with it for a few minutes, but um, do the clicks actually change depending on on the context, or is that all? Do I just imagine that? No, I feel like they change. Do you mean the like the intensity of them or the frequency between them? Basic the frequency. If do you always have to turn the same amount of degrees before you get a click? I'm not sure, but I get the feeling that it's just less intense of a vibration on certain in certain apps. So like if you scroll a list, it's more intense, like harder, harder vibrations. And then if you do something like wake when sleeping, uh, then it's a bit softer. All right, yeah, I just tried it. So definitely the the amount of sp- uh, the angle you have to turn it by and the feedback you're getting is different depending on the the uh, place in the UI you are in. So then if you have something like, I don't know, the, um, uh, the what is this called? Clock app? The, the world clock app? Um, if you're scrolling through your different cities there, I feel like there's quite a lot of turning you have to do to get bet- to switch between your different cities. And I feel like that feels a bit weird to me because there's so much you have to spin before before you get the feedback but everywhere where the feedback is more frequent that's where i think it feels the best if that makes sense yeah fair enough yeah yeah you're you're right it's a bit strange that i guess they want you to actually like in the in the world fact you want they want to have this effect of you actually moving the whole letter before they give you the vibration so it's a bit more time apart with them it's yeah yeah I, I do think it makes sense it just doesn't feel as it feels it feels less natural i think mm. yeah 
What do you think about the vibrations, Zach? I turned them off as soon as somebody told me how to. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Like you yeah. can actually turn them off? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't find how to do it for a while, but then I asked on Twitter and, you know, Twitter people deliver. It's good. Um, yeah. I think it feels weird. I think it makes scrolling in lists feel slow uh, because you sort of, this click is happening constantly. It's almost like I'm scrolling with a click wheel on a mouse where it's, you know, scrolling as you go. Uh, and it makes it feel slower and not as smooth as um, as I think it should be. I know somebody uh, responded on Twitter, you know, saying, "Have you ever used a watch that you that you wind up?" And it's like, I kind of get that might be what they're going for, uh, but I don't think that's necessary. It's a digital watch that doesn't have to have this feedback. All right. Um, so. So I, I see where you're coming from, especially for things that should scroll smoothly, like things like um, a text message that yep. is longer. Yep. There's no point in having clicks because what do the clicks indicate? Yep. You're just, you know, you wouldn't want to have that in a scroll view on iOS. If you scroll through a list, you wouldn't want the Taptic Engine to, to click back yeah. at you. Exactly. I guess it's a bit like adding fake engine noise to your... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just what does the click mean there? Yeah. What, what 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 is the next click you get to? I feel like where where things um like the uh, changing the brightness or scrolling through I don't know cover art in in a music app or scrolling between the different cities in a world world clock app, it makes sense because you're clicking to the next item and it it makes sense because you're kind of clicking to the next step on 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 the crown, um but. A, a list or a, a longer message should be a smooth scroll. So it doesn't really have any... Uh, it doesn't correlate to anything you would expect it there to be. You wouldn't, you know. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Even even on like a lot of watches. I mean, I'm, I'm by no way a watch expert. But if you're changing the, the hands, like if you uh, pull out your crown to change the, the hands, you wouldn't have clicking feedback because that's like a more smooth uh, setting of a specific uh, time like minute an hour you don't Is really it, don't you no you wouldn't have I mean maybe maybe you, other... can you pull it out it clicks right wasn't that I have a feeling that happens I don't know I gotta look I gotta find an old watch somewhere and um, yeah but I, I just feel that that to me is a difference if you scroll through elements where each click represents a an item in whatever thing you're going through. Like if you scroll through, let's say, uh, your contact list, or um, then then I see what the clicks uh, uh, correlate to, and it makes sense to me. But if I scroll through a smooth, longer list, like a scroll view that has only one item of, of context, like a message, then it, then it doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, it's worth noting that if you turn that setting off, you still get the the watch haptics or haptics, whatever they call it, when you get to the top or bottom of a list, uh, which I find okay. really useful. And that's been a thing for at least the last yeah, yeah. year, maybe a bit longer. Um, that's kind of like rubber banding in yeah. in a uh, in a on your uh, on iOS. Yeah, so it doesn't turn that off. Um, and I think that's. That's a really nice uh, because it's indicating something to you as you're scrolling through a list that oh you've you've hit the end. Um, but yeah, I mm-hmm. totally see your point about if you're scrolling a list that doesn't have set points that you sort of snap to, it doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense to have the the constant 
I wonder if that will ref- either if if it becomes more natural as you get used to it, or whether it will just be refined over time as more people use it and uh it's you know i mean it's a new new thing in the watch and there that there is always a tendency to, to overuse something new and then kind of dialing it into something that is more more appropriate or more um uh more sparsely used where it really makes sense yep okay so that's enough complaining i think are you okay if i move on from this um, how was your your migration experience this time around? Um, like to to move from your old watch to a new watch? Super because last easy. year I had some, yeah. Last time I had some weird issues where, um, where I I think maybe I I did the order ro- wrong, but this time I just unpaired because I had new phone and new watch. I think we're getting into. I hope we're getting into phones a little bit later, but um, the the steps were unpairing on the old phone doing a backup i just did an icloud backup of the old phone getting a new phone using the the uh kind of the migration uh steps that the phone suggests where you just um go through steps hold the phones close to each other uh enter your uh, icloud password and then everything kind of comes over and then paired the new watch and restored from the backup that was created on the other phone when I unpaired the watch and everything was super smooth, super easy, no no problems whatsoever. Uh took I don't know, twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was super smooth yeah. for me too. Sounds about right. I mean I didn't do the new phone thing, but the new watch thing was just a, an, an unpair and a repair of the new one. It took maybe fifteen minutes to sync everything across. Um mm. yeah, it's really, really easy. It's good. Yeah. I really like that because in, it was also a lot quicker. Uh I mean with series zero and two in particular, that process took a long time, but mm-hmm. now it was, it was really smooth, really quick. Yep, yep. And I think it's nice to not have to rely on the network for that. Whereas if you're doing an iCloud restore, you're dependent on iCloud and that can be flaky at the best of times, especially on iPhone launch day. Um, but with the watch, <laughs> I think, except with the exception of downloading all the apps, like all the data is local on your phone, it's being sent across. So mm. that's um. But even that's even things like Apple Pay, I have, I think I have five cards in, in Apple Pay, five or six cards. Mm-hmm. And even that, it's just saying, hey, you have you used to have five or six cards. Do you want to add them again? You leave them all ticked, you say next, and you basically go through whatever the verification steps for that particular card is. Yep. Uh you go through that five or six times and all your cards are back. I thought in general that experience has been the best it's ever been. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. It's pretty good. Um I'm having one. I'm having a problem with one app getting it across to the watch. Uh, Pocket Weather. The watch app is constantly erroring out when I try to send it across, and it gives me the message that the developer needs to update this app, uh, which doesn't sound right. But I mean, it's worked in WatchOS five throughout the whole beta period, um, so it's interesting. But I can't get that up across. Other than that, everything has come across and works okay. I wonder why. Hmm. But the app is not available anymore to download, right? Oh, is that why? That's what I was thinking, but then you wouldn't be able to get the app. The uh, but app, the, the app bundle is on my iPhone, so you would assume the watch and bundle can you is... Open that app? Yeah, yeah, on your iPhone? yeah, using it yeah. every day. Um, the backend's still running for, for Pocket Weather. 
Um, yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking maybe you couldn't download the new one because I had some mm. Australian apps yep. and I was not able to download it because my download them again just because my uh, App Store account is not Australian. Interesting. So I was thinking maybe because the app is not available for download, maybe you can't actually get the app on your phone. Yeah, that's, sure. that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't considered that, but I mean, it's still available to download in the purchase section of the App Store. Um, which makes me think okay. that I could delete and restore it on my phone, but I, I think it's more a watchOS issue than a than an app. It's just kind of the vibe I get, but it could be wrong there. I've obviously done all the restarts and things, but mm. maybe in a few days I'll try again. So the things that are good, performance. <laughs> it's fast. I mean, the the series three was incredible. But this thing puts that to shame. I mean, there's no... It's seemingly very little or no frame dropping when doing things like scrolling between watch faces and scrolling through messages and all of that stuff. Like, it just... It feels really zippy. Um, and it, it almost feels as big as the upgrade from the Series 0 to the Series 3, uh, which is the upgrade I did last year. And the Series 3 to the Series 4 feels almost as fast. Uh, is that what you found? Like, I mean, I upgrade for, from Series 2 and like, I, I'm so excited. It feels amazingly fast right now. Like, I know that the Series 3 was a lot faster than 2, but like, this is so good. Like, sometimes, um, I was accidentally, like, I wanted to look what the time was and I accidentally tapped one of the complications and I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be annoying. I have to wait for the app to load. Then I have to take it, like, uh, close it again and then I can look what the time is. And then, like, it was open before I even had to, like, was able to finish my complaint. Uh, and uh, it was amazing. Like, it's super fast. It's super responsive. Like, uh, just, just, just like the opening of apps is something that I'm so happy about. I, I noticed Marlin sometimes uh, double tapping the complications because her old one sometimes didn't respond the first <laughs> time she tapped something. So now she's in a point where she's first tapping the calendar and then tapping the first entry in her calendar just because she's so used to tapping things twice. Um, for me, um, I, I, I almost feel like it's, it's a bigger step between a series three and a series four than, than it was from zero. Uh, series zero to uh, series two, just because um, while I was using a series zero, I just knew apps were slow, so I didn't use them. So I basically just used it for Apple Pay, which was always uh, fast, and for uh, looking at the actual watch face notifications, those kind of things. Um, and then with series two and three is when I actually started using apps and complications and actually like to, trying to do things on my watch, but it was always quite, I mean, it was, it was acceptable, but I feel like, especially on your wrist, if something takes more than a second to load, it, it is already too long. You, you will just abandon whatever you want to do and you go for your phone. And with the series four, I feel like now we're at a point where it's, it's so fast that it, that, you don't have this moment of regret that you try to do it on your watch because you whatever you plan to do is just there instantaneously. Yeah, absolutely. And apps seem to be staying around in memory for longer. Uh, I, I imagine yeah. there's there's slightly more RAM in this watch. Um, I'm not waiting for things to load when opening them. Uh, I think we're at a point now. So 
public transport apps have been amongst the best on the Apple Watch for a while now. Um, you know, sort of, uh, I have a couple that one, one, uh, sort of you have saved trips so you generally open it pick pick from a list of trips uh, and look at the times mm-hmm. another one is using location to sort of intelligently suggest trips that you might uh, that you've either taken in the past or um you know might take again um and and they are both like blazing fast on this watch so up until now i mean they've always been an option but it's probably it's more about the convenience of not having to take out your phone but it would still have been faster to pull out the phone um, they were both updated with Siri shortcuts last weekend. So that became, again, the, the fastest way to find out times by talking to Siri. Mm-hmm. And now I think uh, that that Siri shortcut has sort of been superseded by how fast these apps are to just use <laughs> now. Um, and last yeah. night, you know, I had to get home and uh, I found myself not even thinking about pulling out my phone. And I only had this watch for, you know, 12 hours at that point, but it was sort of really obvious to just go to the watch app and look at the times and it was as fast if not faster than pulling out my iPhone would have been and that's great i think that's that's a really really positive step forward um and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons i'm most excited about this watch if you know third party apps are better people using them more there's more of a market for third party apps and that just excites me uh going forward yeah. and i also like uh is it called springboard on the watch i don't know what's the app launcher called great question honeycomb um, board um yeah but the app launcher um i i also like that the icons got bigger and therefore the tap targets got bigger rather than trying to just show you a lot more yeah so i feel like it's it's way easier to actually tap what you want to tap it's easier to to uh to recognize the icons because they were always quite small and round so i i used to struggle finding the one i actually want um and there wasn't there wasn't a way of searching, right? Apart from telling Siri to open it. So always, um, I, I always had problems with that, going there, realizing I can't find the app and then went for my phone instead. Now I feel like, I don't know. It, I mean, it's not that huge of a difference, but for me, it made the difference of actually seeing what I want, tapping it and it being open before I would usually pull out my phone. So even that, I, I like that Apple went for the larger icons rather than having a more zoomed out and therefore seeing more icons at the same time. I think that was definitely the right call. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. Um, it's really It makes it really easy to get to those apps that you've got uh, nearby. Yeah. On the topic of speed, Siri got an upgrade. It's lightning fast, like it's wild. There's some, Something has changed that I can't quite put my finger on. It's almost like when the iPhone went to... Uh, always listening Siri and you would say something to Siri and it would just pick it up straight away. I think mm-hmm. on the Series 3, even though it did have the always listening, hey Siri, there would still be a slight delay between you saying, hey Siri, and it picking up the rest of your voice. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you found that uh, with your Series 3, Kai, uh, but I definitely sort of still felt like I had to say, you know, hey Siri, and then pause for a second or two before continuing with the request. This is lightning fast like siri is really accurate um really quick to pick things up i find that the the raise to talk to siri doesn't always work it didn't always work on the series three it isn't always working on the series four but i don't really have a problem with saying the the trigger phrase at the beginning um but i'm finding if i'm saying that siri is picking up things 100 percent of the time uh and that could be as simple as uh, because of the uh change in position of the microphone uh i'm not sure but it's really good 
How are you using the the race to to Siri feature? Because I I noticed I changed changed the way I'm doing it and now it works. So I'm just curious how how you're doing it. How how close to your face do you raise it? How do you like? What's your timing? Yeah, so I think there's some there's some things I could fine tune there. It's probably not as close to my mouth as it should be. Uh, I sort of have it at a distance where I can still see the screen. And that's exactly what I changed to make it work. That's the problem. I know that's the problem, but I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm happy to say, hey, Siri, from a distance and have it do its thing. That's what I changed. Yeah. So I, I used to I used to want to see that it works. Yep. And um, then it often didn't work. So now when I, I changed it to, I just assume it will work. Just hold it super close to my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like... A few centimeters away from from the uh, from my mouth to watch, um, just, it works it, way more reliably, yeah. and it uh, and it just just kind of works. I think uh, bef- when I when I held it into like eye distance uh, uh, level away, it worked maybe six times out of ten, and now I'm at a point where it's like nine point eight times out of ten. It's it's super reliable, yeah, way more reliable than I thought that change would would have an impact on. Okay. See, I still, with the Series 3, it wasn't reliable enough to justify changing the way I'm using the watch, as in bringing it closer, because I still couldn't trust it enough. But I think mm-hmm. maybe with this watch, might be able to get away with not looking at the screen. But we'll see. For the moment, saying, hey, Siri, isn't a big deal. Um, and I realize I have set off everyone's phones like four times in the last few minutes, and I make no No, I apologize. Only people that sound similar enough to you. Yes. It's only like all of our Australian listeners, so that that's fine. Hey Siri, can you uh, tell me the weather? <laughs> Actually, my phone just went off. That's wow, really bad. That, was, that wasn't really good. Siri, Siri picked that up perfectly. Hey Siri, can you tell me the weather? That's what it got. Um, wow. Do you have your? Is your Siri American or no, or Australian? Australian Siri. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, I did want to say that I noticed afterwards. Which I'm quite sad about that they um, discontinued the nylon bands. Did you guys notice this at the at the announcement day? I think I saw some tweets fly by shortly after. I didn't notice it on the on the site, but that is sad because those bands are really cool. Yeah, and I feel like these are the ones that usually get like the special pride bands and all of that, like all of those special bands. I wonder which one will be like the new band for that. I wonder if they're only gonna do that with things like the sports loop. I hope not because I don't think I'm not a big fan of the sports loop. Yeah, but it's probably I I assume in spring we we'll probably see a new band type. Yeah, in that. I hope so because so so the reason why like I think it looks quite nice. Like I really like some of the looks of the um, of the nylon bands. But then another thing is that the nylon band is a lot more um, not specific, but like it's more. It has, you can have, uh, it's more like fine tuned. You have a lot more uh, different sizes that you can adjust it to. So you can really change, uh, like, it's, uh, there are more holes and tighter holes uh, on, uh, what do you call it? Like the clasp itself. So it feels like um, you, like, I often feel like with a sports watch, at least with my old watch, I felt like the sports band wasn't really, like, perfectly fitting me, while as the nylon one really, like, had that adjustable um, sort of clasp. And I think that was really nice. So I hope that they get something that's similar to that. It do, like, however, I do think, um, since this watch is bigger, um, the band sits a bit differently. So I do have a 
better. Like it's it's a little bit more adjusted for my wrist now, but I do think it would be nice to have something that is is a bit more flexible in like how you can wear it. So I hope they introduce a new one. I'm thinking about going and buying a few bands. Yeah, I was just about to ask about the sport if it uh, if it fits better now that the watch is slightly larger. Uh, I've heard a few people say that it it fits them better. Uh, some people say it fits them worse too. Yeah. So now, right now, it fits better, but I haven't been like doing any sports with it. Like, when you're getting warmed, it, like your your wrist gets a bit bigger. So I hope that it will still be fine. Like while I'm doing sports, should be fine. Yeah, and that could be the thing with the nylon band is that if you bought a watch with a nylon band, you can't really use it in its intended form. I mean, half of the sell yeah. of the watch is the sport activity tracking aspect, and you don't really want to get sweaty with a with a nylon band. Yeah, the good thing is that you can like you can you can shower with the watches now, but it takes a really long time for that nylon band to dry. Mm-hmm. And I also think it wears it out a bit. Like uh, I had some like. F- some parts of the band starting to like flake because I did use to shower with it. So oh, wow. <laughs> that might have been why. Like maybe they like didn't wanna maybe they didn't wanna have those issues when it looks a bit like I guess like worn out after yep. a while after quite quite a short time. Yeah, and they seem to be all in on the sport loop bands now, which I mean, looks aside, they are the most similar to the nylon bands and they are meant to get wet. They don't they don't uh seem to be damaged at all when doing exercise or swimming or things like that. Uh, so I wonder if that is the uh, quote-unquote solution to removing the nylon bands. But <laughs> I, I kind of agree with Kai that I wouldn't be surprised if we see nylon bands come back. Um, I just want maybe we won't see them paired with the watch. Like you can't buy it with the watch, but they could always be something you can buy uh, still if you go into an Apple store. Speaking of that, in general, I thought it was interesting how the watch was packaged this year. That it's that you actually get this kind of enclosure yeah. and then two cases, one for the watch and one for the band. Yeah, and I, uh, I've written our notes that I really like this small little pouch that they put their watch in. It's so cute. Mm. I feel like if I would, I guess if I would have multiple watches and ever want to travel with all of them and take the <laughs> band off, this is perfect, perfect solution for that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's just cute that they thought about it and that you do, so do have this like scratch proof sort of thing. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's almost like they're letting people know you can, uh, attach the band. You know, you, it comes <laughs> off. <laughs> you should yeah. buy more. I want, I wonder if um, you would have an easier time this year to swap your band yeah. um, if you b- bought one model and you didn't like it, whether they would now let you swap the band easier or if the, the policy is still the same, just the packaging changed. Yeah, yeah. good point, actually. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and I think it would be cool if... I think the watch is supposed to be like a really personal pro- pro- product, and you do have a lot of... Uh, different bands and different combinations. So it would be cool if you could, like, if you do place an online order, it would be cool if you could actually specifically select what band you want with which watch. I agree. There's so many bands to choose from. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably won't wear the white band that mine came with very much, uh, but I probably wouldn't have worn the the loop uh, either that it potentially came with. So I don't know. It would have been nice to pick a, a different band. But overall, so d- did you like the new packaging? Do you think it was overall significantly worse? Or uh, I'm going to say yes, only because I opened it in public and it meant there was a lot more to balance. There was the three boxes instead of one. Okay. But that, like, I don't think it's a massive issue. Um, yeah, it was just slightly awkward in public. 
Oh, that's risky. What do you mean by open it in public? Did you open it like at the Apple store? No, I went downstairs to the food court and got a table and was like, quick unbox, do this as quickly as I can before somebody steals anything and put it in my bag and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you threw the box away? Oh, no, I put the box in my bag. Oh, okay. But I, I wanted to get the watch out and on as quickly as I could. I put my old watch in the packaging for the Series 4 and shoved it in my bag and was like, I have nothing, nothing <laughs> expensive on me. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird, right? When you go and buy them, you just bought, like, for us, we just bought a new phone and a new watch. And I was like, oh, this feels super uncomfortable somehow to, to walk around with all those expensive things in my backpack. But <laughs> any other day, you would just have it on your wrist and in your pocket. It doesn't actually... Yeah, but you doubled up, right? So you, you had your old phone, your watch, yeah. and your new phone, and your new watch. Yeah, but it felt it felt worse that it was... I don't know. I didn't worry as much about my current ones as I was no, about the new no, ones. No, you're right. Despite me carrying them even more, obviously, yeah. every day in the future now. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like people will obviously think about ABBA products today. So I'm going to be very, like, very, like, try to be very, like, hidden here. Like, I think everyone... Why else would I be on the subway with a backpack? Yeah, I always find find it funny, though, when people will just carry an Apple bag uh, with them on a bus or a train or something or walk through the city with it. And it's very obvious that, you know, there's a... Sometimes it's a Mac, usually it's an iPad or a phone, uh, and you can you can usually tell by the size. Um, it's very obvious that they've got a shiny new product in there, and I just, I wonder, put it in a backpack. I feel like that's also the worst possible time then to, to be uh, very public with it, because someone could steal it and it's, it's actually usable. Otherwise, it's quite... <laughs> no- okay, so, kids, don't steal Apple products, but if you do, do it when they're new. <laughs> Because otherwise, you can just lock them and uh, register to someone else, and it's just a pain. Yeah, no, good point. I know it's no different to any other day where you're walking around with a you know two thousand dollar Mac and a thousand dollar phone and a five hundred dollar watch. Like it's it's all it's a regular day, but it just feels something about it feels a little bit more different. Feels a little bit different when you have the box uh, on yeah. you. Thousand dollar phone. That's years ago. Now we're at like sixteen hundred for those things. Hey man, I paid a thousand dollars for this phone. It's still kicking along. <laughs> you paid a thousand. Uh, which phone do you have? iPhone seven. Oh yeah, you still have the seven. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. phone. Okay. The world's smallest iPhone. So I got a new phone. I never spoke about this. Can we talk about this? We can. Did you go gold? I did. Awesome. It's so nice. Awesome. It I looks great. I felt like if I'm not gonna go with a gold watch, I go with a gold phone, and it's very nice. The thing is that. I like it because it's not, it's only the sides that are gold. The back looks more like a sort of like coffee tinted gold. So it doesn't feel very shiny. Like it is definitely more shiny than the black one and it sticks out. But I think it's more in a like nice classy way. I think it's not very pink either. Like it's quite a, quite a dark golden color. So I think I, I really like it so far. And I took some pictures of Kai, where he wasn't he wasn't smiling very much. But I took some portrait pictures. Um, he wasn't very excited. I, I was <laughs> just I was just trying to to get my uh, new Apple Watch replaced, and they they said, "Oh, I don't think we have any more in stock." But I will check. And I'm almost like, "Oh, I never checked the portrait mode. Can you uh, can I take a picture?" Oh, you're not looking happy. Can you smile more? It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. But but I did try the camera and I did try... Uh, like, first of all, I thought it was surprising how well um, 
the hair outline worked. So usually, like, it tend to be like if you have a bit of like hair sticking out, uh, it tend to be like brushed over. And this time, the ceiling was basically the same color as Kai hair, Kai's hair. So I thought it would like blur it out. Um, but it was actually fine. Like there was perfect like detail. Like there was perfect like outline around Kai's like head and hair. And um, I really liked the adjustable bouquet. Like it, it was, it was quite cool. You can't completely turn it off by the look of it. I only tested it with like one picture, but you can definitely uh, adjust the whole thing. And I think that was pretty nice. Yeah. I think when you change the F stop all the way, um, that was then just a natural, uh, bouquet that you, you had left. Yeah. Because yeah. it wouldn't render that out, right? It's yeah, just exactly. whatever the lens actually picked up was that. And yep. then you can, could increase it. Yeah. So I really like the camera. But it was also, it's very rainy here at the moment. So to be fair, that environment was also pretty good because it was a well-lit environment and yeah. my hair was wet. So there was less hair sticking out. Yeah, that's true. So, I will try I will try some more some more pictures. I think it's probably better to actually take pictures of me because my hair is a bit longer and fluffier at times um so yeah it's it's probably better um but we're gonna go out and try a bit more and i want to try taking some more pictures uh, uh of the of the nature and those things so it'll be nice to test out it does seem like the camera yeah. is probably the biggest step forward in this year's model i don't think that's pretty good that was something i looked at uh, some reviews and i think it was very outstandingly Great. I think uh, John Gruber did a good comparison between like darklit pictures, um, where he was comparing the old phone to the new phone, and you could really see a, a difference. Uh, and I also looked at uh, Ajustine's uh, videos, and she she didn't do a direct comparison, but she did take a lot of pictures with like backlight, like backlit object. So like she was standing in front of the sun or um, jumping in front of the sun, and it was actually really really good pictures. So I'm quite quite excited about that. Because I think in general, I always try to avoid taking those type of pictures, but they did look really good. In general, um, we were talking about, because we're considered, is it actually, um, because it is an S year and overall it sounded like a lot of people thought it was one of the smallest S years, like the smallest improvement to the previous year. And that would make sense, right? Because the iPhone X was kind of like quite the leap ahead, um, hence going from iPhone 8 to 10. Um so then we kind of went through the things that were new. And I actually feel like Apple undersold the improvements uh, during the keynote because basically every single thing on that phone has changed. Um, so the camera's better, right? So especially the, the wide-angle lens has um, has a bigger sensor, better optics, uh, smart HDR, uh, obviously on both um, camera modules, um, and uh, therefore having like the better um, background blur and those kind of things. The display is is new. Um, even the display glass is new, more durable. Um, I yeah, I'm very happy about that because I feel like I have been getting some like I've been worried about getting scratches, especially on the back of my phone. Yeah, so I'm very happy about that. I mean, we we don't know what it means. Um, I hope it's not mostly sh- more shadow resistant because I don't really care about that, and that would usually mean the glass is softer. I'm more I worried. They, I thought they specifically said that it's for making it more scratch-proof. No, they didn't say that. It's, okay. I think, again, Gruber asked, and he got the answer that it's both. 
but it was is it is it more shatter resistant or is it more uh more scratch resistant both <laughs> i don't know um we'll we'll see but anyway some some new glass under the glass uh a better uh oled panel and for me um at least um the panel is significantly um significantly better so i did have quite a big color shift um with my old phone so if i if i didn't look at it directly centered um it would really quickly shift into like the blues and greens uh, towards the edges um and that always that's why for a long time i i, I was hoping for um a iphone 10 like phone with an lcd screen just because i i it it was almost uh, almost uncomfortable how much shift there was so much so that i felt like my left eye picked up different slightly different colors especially on on white than my right eye so i i, I really didn't like that but that is significantly better now on the new phone um i also feel like it's brighter uh, i don't know if it is a different coding but in in direct sunlight um it was a lot clearer and easier to see um the processor is obviously new with a2 faster the neural engine and all the improvements to come with that um the seven nanometer process uh for the um uh, the fabbing um mates i don't know if if it's only that or other changes but my phone is significantly less hot during normal usage so i feel like my old uh iphone 10 10 10 months old iphone 10 um was almost getting so hot that it was uncomfortable to, to touch the the top half of the phone and i from all my like doing similar things today i didn't have that at all no matter what i did even while playing games and uh during the entire restore process that which usually usually would make the phone get quite hot i had none of those problems um lte uh improvements i mean we do have the asynchronous uh asymmetrical antenna bands which is not ideal and the asymmetrical speaker grills underneath not a huge fan of that but we now have um i now have a reception in the subway which i didn't have with my iphone 10 so uh I, I can I got an instant because I did had to do that trip multiple times while trying to replace my watch. Um I I completely now accept the asymmetry on my phone and think it's totally worth it because uh I have way better reception. And even in places I didn't have reception at all, I do now have reception which is which is great. Is that because of more LTE bands that the as at the phone supports? Um, it's no, so there, there's no difference in the bands. It's, I believe it is probably, um, I don't think my carrier supports carrier aggregation, um, but it does support three by three or four by four, um, MIMO, MIMO. I don't know how to say that. Um, and I think that's, that's where it comes from. So you just get more, I, I I'm not super comfortable with details but it basically if you think about it the two things um carrier carrier aggregation means you have multiple 20 hertz wide bands so um and that's your usual lte band you kind of have 20 hertz um so you basically have instead of using one for your lte connection you you widen the band and therefore um 
get uh, more throughput while MIMO is uh, you have the same bandwidth but you stack more layers on top so I think that helps a lot in in uh, in kind of small environments like metro areas uh, cities apparently subway tunnels um, so what happens there is that you use the same same band to send the signals and because they bounce off walls and bounce off uh, surfaces differently your phone can still understand them because they're not hitting the phone exactly at the same time um, and therefore you can kind of use the same same uh, bandwidth uh, or the same kind of spectrum for for getting more data through and more reliable data through which in general relieves the entire network so in in theory that should mean um less congestion in general on lte bands uh we'll see i i, I plan to read a bit more about it but um i didn't get to it be, uh um before we recorded but in general it should should mean that uh the it doesn't only improve your your connectivity, but it actually relieves pressure on the entire network. And considering that a lot of phones that use data are iPhones, I think it might actually have uh, an improvement, even for you if you don't have one of the new phones, which is cool. Um, I don't know if that's what, what made the change, but um, we do have better reception now, uh, both in our apartment, which didn't have like uh, problems before, but now I have five bars instead of the three I had before. And in, in, in the tunnels, we actually have uh, working LTE. So that's cool. Then uh, the next thing is uh, faster face ID. And I do think it is uh, significantly faster. Yeah, I, I agree. I do feel like it's, it unlocks a lot quicker. Yeah. I noticed it less for, for third-party apps that use face ID. So it, it still feels, I guess it's more of the animation that... that uh, that takes the time, but that doesn't really feel faster to me. But if I if I'm unlocking my phone, and I mean that's something you do a lot, that feels significantly faster to a point where I never see that lock doing anything. It's basically I swipe up and f it actually feels like I don't have a lock on my phone, which I think is is really really quite nice of an improvement. It's probably only like ten or twenty percent faster, but uh, it. It, for me, it's the difference between you knowing that something happens and it just unlocking, which is cool. Um, then you have more RAM. I even feel like the the um, the stainless steel. I don't know if it's because I switched from the silver to the space gray, but it feels less slippery. I don't know. It's the same yeah, on the gold, right? Yeah, I was saying the same thing to Kai. Or I, I said it in the store first. Uh, I was like, oh, this one doesn't feel as slippery, probably because so many people touched it by now. And I was like, oh. A little bit grossed out. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't touch that. Uh, but then I got my own one and unboxed it. And I assume no one, not that many people touched that one. Uh, and it definitely feels less slippery. It almost feels like, I don't know if it's like the coding or something. Like the, is it, what is it called? An anodization? Yeah. I, um, so I don't know if I don't it's know, because... Is it DLC coding on the phones? I'm not sure. I, I wonder if it's because... Um, we haven't gone with we, we, both of us had the silver the white silver mm. phone before and that one didn't have as much um, coloring mm. uh, or it didn't have any coloring so i wonder if that's why and i really like that because i feel it feels a lot less slippery i think i often go ahead and have this weird grip where i put a f my pinky finger under the phone to support it in case i would like to make it more stable and in case I would drop it, I have that extra finger. Um, but it's actually like, I don't feel like I need it anymore. I like, uh, that's quite an uncomfortable, like, 
way of holding your hand too. So I'm quite happy. I feel yeah. like I hope that stays around and it's not just because it's newer and it like that type of coding wears out later. But yeah, I mean, at least the starting point is different, right? When I got the iPhone X, I felt from day one th uh, yeah. that this phone is incredibly slippery. Yeah, no, I think it was surprisingly not slippery. Like I, I remember thinking that it wasn't as slippery as I thought, but I think the golden and the sil the the black one are even less slippery. Yeah. At least at the moment, that means I, I do actually have a more relaxed grip. Um, and because I do have some some problems with RSI-like uh, uh, discomfort in my hand, uh, it actually makes makes it quite a lot more comfortable to hold it, and it feels a lot less cramped while holding my phone. At least for now. We'll see in a week or so um, when you have a lot more hand oils uh, massaged into the, the stainless steel, if that's still the same. But at the moment, it, that... That actually feels a lot nicer. Um, then better speakers. Like it's it's almost every single piece of that phone has. No, we were talking about it. There are so many things that have actually been changed that weren't really mentioned, and it's it's sort of. I mean, it is a new phone, right? Yeah, but every single I I can't even think of a. The only thing that probably hasn't changed is the Face ID, um, component itself. But because of the neural engine, it's still mm. improved. But every single, every single other thing on that phone has seen an, a significant improvement. Because the speakers, I was actually when when I started listening to a podcast, I was surprised how good they sounded. It was yeah. it was actually a significant improvement in in the quality to a point where even through when you had it in your in in, in the jeans pocket, it still sounded a lot more pleasant to to listen to than than the previous one. Then yeah. the battery. Battery smaller, but battery life is improved, and better waterproofing. So I feel like, despite it, during the the announcement, feeling like a small update, I don't understand how with a phone where every single thing was improved in, in, at least, I mean, most of them are in in significant ways. I'm I'm surprised how. It, during the uh, event, it felt like a minor update. Because now I've been going on for, I don't know, 20 minutes talking about going through all the components of the phone and how they have significantly improved. Yeah, they should get you to do the keynote next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard from someone else that it feels like all the rough edges were smoothed. Um, obviously, I have no uh, personal experience of that but uh yeah it seems like it uh from everything i've heard it is a really solid update and that everything's just that little bit better uh and that it is i mean this is what the s revisions are good for it's taking the the slightly new design or whatever came the year before and sort of perfecting it into something that is uh, a really reliable phone and i think that's mm. that's good um it's nice to have the two sort of cycles but i, but I almost feel like they're more significant this year than other years um, maybe I'm just rationalizing uh, a very expensive phone, but um, I feel like this is actually, I mean, just alone the LTE. Uh, I've done a speed test yesterday um, and I had about at best a third of the speed I had today. I mean, side by side uh, speed tests are probably more helpful, but it's just something like that where, where your, your mobile connectivity is for all carriers that support it, um, is significantly improved. I mean, that is a huge update to a mobile device. So I'm, yeah, big fan. 
Definitely. In, very. I mean, well, well, with the watch, I obviously didn't have a good first impression. With the phone, it was the exact opposite, where where I was just very impressed yep. and happy with with the purchase. And it all makes a difference to the overall experience of using it. I mean, if you're in a a packed out stadium and people around you are struggling for reception, and your phone is you know cr- uh, crawling along slowly but surely, um, then that it makes a difference. And you know, if you're able to use it that little bit more when when you need it. Um, it all it all makes a difference. It's good. Yeah. And the more phones will... I mean, I think the iPhone is one of the few phones. I think most of the Android phones already support 4x4 MIMO. That's what I call it now. Um, I I think a lot of them did already support it. But the more phones do, the, the less... Um, the more uh, stress on the LTE network is relieved. So in general, it's, it's good that the iPhone is going that way. And... I don't know if if the uh, 10R got the same improvements, but it will be good. The more the more phones go that way, the the faster connectivity we all have. Especially in rural areas, it doesn't make a big difference because there's not a lot of bouncing going on. So there's an insignificant uh, change. So if you're in the middle of nowhere, uh, you don't really have a benefit from it. But in in urban areas, it it, it makes a huge impact huge impact and that's usually also where you have more congestion issues in rural areas you might have uh sparse tower placements and that's more your issue but in especially in urban areas congestion is probably what what you're seeing so yeah overall i think it's a it's a huge year for the phone and and it's so far i've been really really happy with it sounds like a thumbs up from socast <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited about it. But I, I do think, and I think people who are interested in it could buy it. But I think um, the watch is probably the bigger upgrade for me, coming from a watch with uh, from a version three series, series three, series two, series two. Sorry, yeah, coming from series two, uh, I'm actually like it feels like a significant upgrade for me. So I'm super excited about that. So if if someone's been holding off on like or waited till like a significant update, I think this is definitely a good year to buy it. Um, I did mention that I decided not to go with the more expensive uh, uh, stainless steel watch. Um, and I think a main reason for that is because I am still... Um, I'm not using the LTE at the moment. Uh, I'm not inter- I'm not planning on actually starting to use that. Um, and I felt like it was a bit difficult to justify spending the money just to get the different outer case. And I also think something like the... Uh, ECG, I can imagine that me might be something that will change potentially. Like it's 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 a new thing that's introduced, and they might be changing it. Um, it could be for like uh, um, j- just to just it could be something that they make a second version of. And I feel like it might be better to hold off till next year to uh, check if they update that uh, before before I actually end up spending money on on a more like on a more expensive product. And by then, I think I also am a bit more familiar. Uh, I have, I, I will know a bit more if I'm actually like going out for runs without my phone. And I know a bit more if I'm, if I'm actually going to need the cellular coverage. Uh, and then I could potentially justify it a bit more. That's pretty much why I decided to go with this one. But I think overall, like it's a huge step up. So I'm very, very happy to just keep the aluminum frame. One last thing about the phone. Um, if 
you get an iPhone XS uh, and you open the hello, I don't know, paper leaflet instruction manual, uh, you will see that in the charging section, it's saying place iPhone with screen facing up on air power or a Qi certified wireless charger. Someone uh, didn't didn't uh, change the copy in the uh, in the booklet in time. So either someone didn't change it in time, or that means that air power is potentially still a thing. I don't know. <laughs> I I think someone forgot to change the copy. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with that too. But yep, it's still after Apple. Uh, I think someone was also pretty uh, annoyed about forgetting that because everywhere else on on the uh, on Apple.com, it seems like AirPower has kind of been removed, and now it's shipping uh, in the booklet for for the brand new phone is probably more of an oversight than than a plan. But we'll see. We will. We might still be talking about this in twelve months. Hopefully not. So uh, I don't know how often we talked about that in the show, but I did have a lot of problems with the fan on my MacBook. And <laughs> what did you have did you have problems with your Mac? Yeah. Why and, didn't you say anything? Um, and surprisingly, um, the simplest and most obvious solution was a SMC reset and NVRAM reset, and now it seems like the fan is behaving better again. So I think during this recording, it hasn't been going to anything uh i think it's been on idle idle speed during our entire recording which is uh which we've never had before so it doesn't sound like you're recording from a plane this week yeah i don't i don't know i know it sounds like we're a lot less adventurous now but yeah this is this is this is how it has to be now yeah our our sound level and normalizer will be confused about <laughs> those input files this, this week yeah but i mean I knew that the SMC reset would, in theory, touch fan controls, uh, and for some reason I didn't do it until uh, until now. But it did help. So does that mean that you're not going to buy an iMac? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's still it's still other things with that computer. Uh, I think uh, it's probably too much f to go through those again, um, but. At least, at least it's, I don't know. I mean, we also changed some other things with the recording. We're not using Skype this week uh, for talking to each other. We actually moved to Discord um, as an experiment. And I think from the recording so far, it's been pretty flawless. So we might keep going with that. But also Discord actually uses only, I think, 7 or 8% CPU uh, on my computer compared to the 30 or 40 up to 70 that Skype used. Um so who knows? Maybe maybe those also had a significant uh, impact on that. But even when we used FaceTime, and even if we tried audio only calls, I've never had the fans, uh, the the Mac stay quiet. So maybe it helped. Uh, I will do some more testing this week and see. But so far, I've I've been quite happy. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm a big fan. So Zach, um, have we changed your mind on the iPhone XS? By the way, Uh no. No, nah, not happening. Um, I am sure. Like, I, I don't doubt that it's a great phone. Um, it just doesn't excite me enough to justify the whole purchase thing. Can be twice as fast, twice as great, but as long as it's not one inch smaller, you won't even touch it. Look, by by this time next year, I'll I know that I'll be at a point where I need to upgrade, 
and I'll be more content with the upgrade than I am now. I wasn't sure if this would be a great iPhone, but it seems to have really shaped up to be a great iPhone. I, I still think the size is a, is a different thing and it could be smaller. Uh, and it would I would probably enjoy it more if it were smaller, but this is an incredibly good iPhone. I'm also not... Uh, I haven't ruled out the idea of an updated SE or other kind of smaller phone around March. Okay. Yeah, keep 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 hoping. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't right. think I don't think I would uh, be too happy upgrading now. And then that came out in March, and then. So you would you so you f- you would go with a smaller phone if it wouldn't have if it wouldn't be in flagship phone. Yeah, yeah. I w- I would assume that if they did a an SE two or something, it would be like iPhone ten internals. I guess iPhone ten, or well, maybe not the dual uh, the dual camera, but like say the ten R camera with the ten chipset. It's still an upgrade. It's still a fairly big upgrade from the seven. So basically, just a smaller ten R. Yeah, essentially. Well, the ten R has the ten X processor, but. Do you think they could call it the uh, ten X? Ten, <laughs> ten. No, the ten as mini. Ten as mini. I I think if I wouldn't be. I mean, a ten R mini uh, is I th- think more likely. Yeah, but there's so many names. I just thought ten S Max, ten S Mini. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, naming stuff is hard. Yeah, I I think. They have to come away from this naming. Um, it's really confusing. It's very, very Androidy. Well, like you know, phones that run Android. Uh, it's more Samsung than Apple. Um, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know. Do they still sell Plus phones? Yeah, the Eight Plus. Yep. I said no. Oh, they're still selling that. Okay. Yeah, I think the Plus is the better name. Um, I don't know why they didn't feel like they could use that. Because I guess it doesn't, you know, Plus is adding something. Mm. So usually the Plus phones did have something that the non-Plus didn't have. And the Max is literally just a difference in size. So I guess that is kind of the reasoning behind that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, naming is definitely less important than the product. Um, but I still don't understand where Apple is going at the moment. I feel like usually we ha- there were patterns that were quite logical. I think going Roman numerals kind of threw that off a bit, and it's it's quite weird because we don't really use Roman numerals a lot. And everyone who does regrets it, at least when they hit something like 50. (laughs) I mean, just Roman numerals don't really scale too well. Well, Super still has it. Yeah, yeah, but for 50, they didn't. For 50, they used Mm, 50. Yeah, Yeah. 5-0. And then they went back to 51. Why would they go back to normal Roman? Because some of them just look stupid. (laughs) <clears throat> but in general, I mean, Roman numerals, one thing, but then combining it with... I mean, it's not surprising for Apple to add an, a letter after a number 
And now it's just super weird where we where we have a Roman numeral, which is also an uppercase letter that's now followed by a boxed alphabetic l- yeah letter. alphabetic Alph- letter or small caps letter in certain cir- it's just yeah and it, then I, then when you add max after sometimes max is capitalized and then it's an x in there that should be pronounced as x and you have 10 before which should be pronounced as 10 but it's next it's it just yeah, doesn't look the right. iphone xs ma 10 yeah, there's something really nice in simplicity, and this is not simple. Um, but I think I said to you last week that the phones, I mean, the direction that they're taking with the phone seems to be clearer after this September event. And I think overall, it's uh, they're in a pretty positive state. Uh, I think the naming might just be a year behind that. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't imagine we'll continue on this path. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's lots of marketing people at Apple, and I'm sure they will figure something out. Yeah. But I agree with you. Those superlatives like Max sound sound a bit uh, unappley. Like Max just sounds the iPhone ten awesome. You don't have the MacBook Pro Max or the MacBook Pro Plus. Like it's yeah. you, you have two sizes. You have a thirteen and a fifteen inch, and it is what it is. But I'm also sure in five years now we have Apple wants to release an even even larger phone but they've already used max for the other one and now what do we do it's just i don't know if you go for the most i the most awesome iphone it's it's hard to to follow up on that if that would be the name if you give something a superlative it's hard to work with because you're you're kind of limiting your logical naming abilities and i feel like there are more and more of those added to the naming rather than it being streamlined and i feel like that that direction is just weird to me because wouldn't you want to be in an environment going in a direction where naming becomes simpler rather than more complicated and i don't see at the moment that we're we're kind of streamlining that in that direction but who knows yeah and i think what you said zach that like you wouldn't call different sized uh, Max, uh, different names. You just say the 11 inch or the 13 inch or the 12 inch. Um, and I think you see that with the watches too. They measure it in millimeters. They don't say like the male one or like the max one. Like they, they, they just say the 40 millimeter, the, um, uh, 44 millimeter, millimeter. And I think like it's, it's definitely a pattern that could be used for other things. I assume I'm not a, I'm not like, I don't know much about the watch world, but I assume the reason why they call it millimeter is because that's like the watch standard and you usually measure it in millimeters. But I just think you could easily adopt that uh, or the like inches um, sort of system to the phones. And I don't really expect that to be confusing for anyone. Definitely. And it gets easier now that there's no difference between the um, the 10S and the 10S Max other than screen size obviously um but like you know there's no better camera in the bigger one there's no faster chipset or whatever it's they're they're identical uh performance uh and features for all intents and purposes other than obviously screen size and with that comes battery um but they're not you know giving more features to one so i think it does become easier to say this is the phone it comes in two sizes or it comes in three sizes or whatever it might be yeah that's how they do with the the ipad too iPad's been through this uh, this issue, shall we say, yeah. with their new iPad year. 
Um, you know, is the new iPad newer than the new new iPad? Like, who knows? Um, that was an interesting time. Yeah, that was also an interesting yeah. naming yeah. decision. But how do you write that? How do you write currently? If you refer to, to the iPhone XS, how do you capitalize that? Just uppercase X, uppercase S? Yes. Um, but I also don't think it matters. It's confusing. There is no standard. There's no style guide. Write it however you want. Hmm. Like, seriously, it's not like they're making it easy. So, I've yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even on the watch, I I just had a look on the on the back side of uh, not on the watch on the box on the back side of the box, Apple's using small caps. But how many people would uh, see a difference between a lowercase s and a small caps s? They are very similar looking. Mm. So I it it is hard. I, I understand why people would go for uh, uppercase x and a lowercase s because the box seems to say that yeah but in the grand scheme of things probably also doesn't matter as long as people talk about those phones at all apple's probably all right with it yep and fingers crossed it's fixed next year <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out for next year it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year dub dub will be good uh lots of lots of ios changes um and the september event will be good 